The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Three Yards Per Caddy, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf and Simon. And we're on and welcome to another edition of Three Yards Per Caddy. I'm Alfredo Arteaga. Simon Clancy is not here. Uh, he has a, a prior commitment. But Chris Kaufman is. But this show is always, as always, brought to you by Manscaped. Use promo code 5RSN. Get 20% off your entire order. Of course, Better Edge. Go to betteredge.com slash the number five reasons, and you get $25 just for signing up. And, of course, Prize Picks. Use promo code 5FIVE. You deposit $100. They give you $100, and it's a one-time rollover, which means... You bet it through once, and you get it. They're essentially giving you $100 to sign up. So take it. F-I-V-E. Hey, Chris. Hey. This is my prior commitment. <laughs> yeah. This podcast. We're going to start in uh, in the hottest topic of the day on, on OnlyFans. Is it? Yeah, it's the, it's the hottest topic. It's been going on and on and on all morning, so we got to address it. What is the best breakfast buffet you've had at a hotel anywhere? Uh, it definitely, it definitely was in Las Vegas. Okay. And I cannot actually remember the name of the hotel, but um, it was, yeah, there was definitely a breakfast buffet in, in Las Vegas. That was, that was incredible. Uh, mine was at the the Carriari Hotel in San Jose, Costa Rica. We have other nominations. We have people nominating the Intercontinental in Shanghai. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. And I've heard about that one because my father's been at that one, and he told me that that, that was that was ridiculous. Like that mm-hmm. breakfast buffet was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, this last time in Vegas, I was at the MGM buffet, who's which is always good. It's it, it never disappoints. This time it disappointed because their draw is that they have a steak station. And the steak station, for whatever reason, was out. I don't know why a steak station would be out, but it was. So, therefore, kind of disappointing, you know? 
another one is nominating the Cosmopolitan in Vegas as as a great one. Uh, one is nominating Sequoia in Georgetown, Washington D.C. You've been around there, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Have you ever been never, to that restaurant? I've been there. I've never been there though. I mean, I, I wouldn't have needed to stay at a hotel, uh, you know, considering I live there. But uh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that's what's going on on OnlyFans, and you could get on OnlyFans for three dollars a month. Well, you know what else is going on on OnlyFans? One of our members just uh, just had just had a baby, and uh, newest newest dolphin fan and three yards per carry listener. Shout shout out. Her name is Olive. Nice. Right. Yeah. Although she's she's getting born when things are getting good. You know what I mean? So she she's not she hasn't shared in the pain that the rest of us have shared in. Well, with any luck, with any luck, she she'll like she'll she'll not know the dolphins as this like black hole of disappointment like most of us do. Yeah, she's um, coming in she's coming in in the good time, right? Yeah. She'll she'll be like, Oh yeah, the dolphins are you know, wow, they're really good. Yeah, she's she's gonna be one of these fans that's gonna say, "Yeah, man, I suffered all those years losing in the divisional round," you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the uh, the early two thousands fans, like when we were when we were always winning like ten games or eleven games or something, but you know, losing um, in the playoffs or not making the playoffs, just barely. Yeah. Well, we're gonna talk Chargers Dolphins here. We're gonna preview the the matchup. Pretty important game. Essentially, Dolphins win. They clinch. It's it's as simple as that. Not as simple, but pretty much. Okay, okay. it would it would take something cataclysmic for them not to make the playoffs if they win this game on Sunday. Okay, so it's kind of an important game. But before we get on that, I know you were a fan of Baker Mayfield. So was I. Did you see yeah. any of that game last night? I did not. I, I heard about it. I heard. I heard that it's only like the fourth time and whatever like 500 and some odd times that uh that that somebody was down what 13 points with four minutes to go yes and came back from it and came back and won i think and the game winning drive was a 98 yard drive <laughs> yeah that's uh that's that's crazy um that's yeah. talk about talk about immediate immediate uh returns for for the uh for the rams claiming him you know yeah, they claim you know they claimed them off waivers, so they they inherited the contract. They get that they're gonna have to pay them a little bit more than probably most people would want it. But um, because at this point he's what he's been dropped by two teams, and and he's so so he's he's struggling a little bit. Yeah, the Rams but, Rams essentially got to pay a little over one point. What was it? Two or one point four million out of pocket for the rest of the season. I wonder if he uh, had been completely free and not on waivers. Like, what would that contract have looked like? I, you know, bet minimum at this point in the year. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know, but uh, yeah, he, what a what a what a performance right away. So um, you know that yeah. yeah. you know yeah. the Rams are pretty happy about that. Yeah, if if he was completely free, I think he would have shopped his destination. You know. Mm -hmm. Like he would look for the place that he intended to play next season. Well, probably, you know, he might have picked the he might have picked the Rams though, or at least for this season, because mm -hmm. you know he's got a chance to immediately play right now. Yeah, that's uh, that's the key. I mean, that I think he would have chosen the chance to immediately play this year 
uh, you know, as opposed to looking for where he's going to be next year because he's not, you know, he's going to get his job. The only way he's going to get his job back is by putting on some good tape this year after, after struggling, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's what he's doing. Yeah. And that was good tape. And uh, I know, I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this, but it's entirely possible that the Raiders are a really good football team. That is not only is not snake bitten, but kind of incompetent with a lead. It they're the first team in NFL history to have five lead double digit leads in the fourth quarter and lose all five games. How is that possible? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't. My mind can't even get around that. And if you reverse the 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 you know their schedule, you know if you were if you reverse their wins and losses, like if you just say okay, those five games where you have double digit leads in the fourth quarter, you're supposed to win them. By the way. If they just do that, they would be nine and three right now. <laughs> that's a, that's that's crazy, <laughs> right? Like, that, uh, like, how do you explain it? And it's not like they can't that? run the ball. They have the leading rusher in the league in Josh Jacobs. So, yeah. what the hell's going on with them? <laughs> what do you even do with that if you're the if you're the coaches there, like you know, and and the players, like what? <laughs> What are you what are you thinking right now? What are you feeling right now? Like what like what's what's your confidence level uh if that if that happens? It's the weirdest place you can be because you just look around and stare at everybody and you wonder, are we good or, or are we are we bad? Like we don't know. <laughs> you know? Because we're good enough to be up double digits on all these yeah, teams. That's it. Including the Chiefs, by the way. They were up double digits on the Chiefs in the fourth quarter, and that thing went haywire on their <laughs> On their ass, but you know, Mahomes is is prone to do that. Well, yeah, yeah, right. I mean, kind of. Sometimes you expect that from him, but you don't expect that to happen five times. <laughs> no, and it did. It happened five times on on them. Uh, well, speaking of the Raiders, team that lost to the Raiders last week, uh, Dolphins play them this week. The Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, mm-hmm. They they were kind of injured last week, but still. Uh, Point remains, they lost to the Raiders. If you look at this team, like, first of all, you know, coming into the season and everybody has has posted all the literature all week, everybody's saying they were ranking all the rosters and the Chargers were ranked well ahead of the Dolphins as far as rosters. But their two wide receivers, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, have only played 46 snaps together this season. That's an issue. They should be healthy for this game. Uh, what are your impressions of this of this team coming in? They're obviously injured, but they kind of have a modus operandi, don't they? They hang around, and then something cataclysmic always happens in the fourth quarter against them. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously, I, I think I think they have. It's not not revel not a revelation or anything to to say that they're questionable um, when it comes to. Uh, the, the defensive side of the ball and um, you know in those especially in those situations so I mean we we're just talking about the the Raiders blowing blowing two score leads consistently in the fourth quarter um, you know you you wonder if the Chargers would be the same if they had those leads <laughs> in the first place you <laughs> yeah. know? Uh, which they um, which they tend not to so um yeah, it's it. I, you know, I hate. I I actually hate this, and and I'm so I'm gonna I'm gonna use it and and hate myself for it. But um, I almost never look at any game during the year 
until until we get to the final you know moment right when playoffs are on the line or you know or the seating is on the line um i never i never look at a game and say this is must win you know cuz uh, cuz it's so all it's the whole season it's not it's never one game um so i mean you know this is this is sort of a, a fallacy that people like look at keep looking at last year the tennessee game um where the dolphins disappointed and lost you know that that was the must win game and and you know they they shrunk away in the moment and i i never i never really subscribed that because if they had lost any of the other games prior to them they were all must win you know they, like if they had lost any of the games prior to that they were they were out essentially um and so they wouldn't have been even been set up for that tennessee game uh if they had loss to even the Texans or the Ravens or the Jets or the Panthers, or the Giants, you know, Jets. Yeah, not, on, not only that, but last year, last year the Dolphins missed the playoffs by losing to the Raiders and the, the Jaguars. They win one of those two games well, right. in the playoffs. And, and that's early in the year, right? And yeah. so yeah. And, and so those ended up those ended up, you know, quote unquote must win in a way. And and so, you know, yeah, I, I don't subscribe to that. But I will say this about this year. Um after the the performance against the 49ers, having gone on a five game win streak, getting everybody's hopes up about you know the playoffs, even playoff seating stuff like that, uh, having dropped you know just just disappointed themselves against the the 49ers last week. If they go out and lose this game against the Chargers this week, and then have to play a third consecutive road game against the Bills, um, on a on a semi, you know, a short week. Um, that's a problem. That's a big, you know, that, that starts to be a big problem. And, uh, and so I, I do kind of view this, that it's, it's a game that they should, that I think that they should win. But at the same time, like if they don't, you know, that's, that's what makes it must win. If they don't, then this is, this is threatening to be a real, you know, problem, a late season slide that, that could even cost us, you know, out of the playoffs. So, um, so I think that that's, you know, the definitely, uh, expectations are actually here on this game. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is the matchup, you know, it's a marquee matchup on Sunday night football. It's Tua Tonga Valoa coming off of a bad game, quote unquote, bad game. A lot of people have looked at that game, including myself. I came away, you know, kind of encouraged, even though they lost the game, I came away a little bit encouraged because, a lot of those plays were popping and you know, they're a miss here, a miss there from actually putting up pretty big numbers on the number one defense in the NFL. So, you know, including our, our buddy, Chris Sims was on Mike McDaniel's side on this. Although I don't know if it was a veiled, uh, you know, insult, you know, or backhanded compliment to, to, to a tongue of Iowa. I don't know if he was intending that, but yeah, absolutely. Like, they, they got to smash this team and at least smash that defense. Okay. Cause that defense has been poor for the most part. Mm. They're one of the worst run defenses in the league. They're giving up plenty in the passing game. If you look at the kind of defenses that they play kind of plays into the dolphins hands, their injury report. I understand that they're getting some, some help back on offense, but that's not the problem. Their problem mm. has been on defense and they have a cornerback, and that's why that's why it's important to you know really dig into these teams and watch these teams play. 
I watched this guy play just against the I watched him play against the Chargers and I watched him play against the was it the Raiders, I believe. No, I watched him play against the, the Broncos. And I kept thinking to myself, man, this guy could play. And that's Bryce Callahan, the, the outside cornerback. He was supposed to play opposite of uh, J.C. Jackson. He's really, really good. Uh, he's on the injury report. He has not practiced all week. It's not looking good for him so far. That's important. You're getting a lot of things that are looking your way for your offense. Your offense is one of the better offenses in the league. Put up a number and dare them to catch you. And that kind of should be the game plan pretty much. Because, you know, and we're going to get into the defense on the second half of the show. But, yeah, like where are they stopping the Dolphins? I understand somebody was talking earlier. I was I was listening to to this guy on, on the radio. I forget his name, but he was a handicapper, and he was talking about what do the, the Chargers do well on defense. Supposedly they're really good against uh, play-action passes. Well, if you look at that stat, the teams that are really good at defending play-action passes are usually the teams that have poor linebacker course. Okay? Mm-hmm. So they're just slow to react, so therefore windows stay the same. Uh, you know, linebackers well, you know what it don't is. get it's, sucked they- in. You know, it, it, you saw you saw in the um, in the post of the uh, the post of the San Francisco game how the um, the Forty ers made a decision prior to the game that you know our linebackers are going to be late. You know, we we want them we want them to uh, we want them to get their depth and focus on getting their depth, and we're just going to have to be accept being late in the run game. So. Um, you know, you wonder if the the, the Chargers are going to attack things the same way, and which should open up the run game, and hopefully Mike McDaniel actually takes it this time. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And Kenneth Murray should play. Um, he was a guy coming out of Oklahoma who had a lot of press, had a great rookie season. He hasn't been as good since, okay? Mm. Uh, Kyle is going to get a lot of snaps in this game. Uh, you know, you can see where I'm going with this. This is not... You know, this is not as fleet of foot a linebacking core, although Kenneth Murray had good uh, good numbers coming out of Oklahoma as what they just faced. So there's going to be holes there. They also like to play a lot of man-to-man coverage, you know. So a lot of this is going to play out into their hands. So I absolutely agree with you. Like, if, if there is a must-win, there's really no must-wins until you get to the playoffs. But if there is a must-win, if there is one that you want to bank, to get you going in the right direction, especially going into a pretty big game next week. It's this one. Like, you know, the matchup is there for you. It's a good matchup. Well, you wonder, you also wonder about like, you know, with the, the defensive approach and, and uh, how they are and with the speed and everything like that, uh, the speed issues and everything. You wonder if we're just going to get some good old fashioned draw plays, you know, um, mm-hmm. and you would, you know, you would, you would think you would hope, but um but that also a lot is also going to depend on uh, our, our offensive line against their defensive front, and unfortunately, you know, they still do have Khalil Mack. <laughs> so, yeah. um yeah, he's played not... a well. He's played well this season. He's played well yeah. this season. Uh, Joey Bosa will not play. Um, he hasn't even shown up on the injury report. He's been out for nah, ten he weeks. He hasn't played since like week three, though, hasn't he? Yeah. So you know, uh, everybody was wondering if he was playing this week because he was due for this week. But when when they say eight to 10 weeks and it's mm-hmm. week, you know, it's week 10 of the eight to 10 weeks. It doesn't mean that he's, Hey, Hey guys, I'm back. <laughs> you know what Yeah. I mean? And then they, they ease those guys back 
um, from practice standpoint. And, and so, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So he's not, he, you know, he's just, you know, he's not going to be a factor in this game. They got to, they got to worry about Khalil Mack. Um, we got to talk about this and then we'll, we're going to go to break and then we're going to talk about the actual matchup, Justin Herbert, Tuatunga Bailoa, Justin Herbert <laughs> versus our defense mostly. That's what, that's what I really want to get into. One last thing. Eric Fisher is, oddly enough, being talked up a lot. Met with the media. Frank Smith mentioned him twice in his presser. The coach mentioned him twice in his presser, one time without being prompted. Mm-hmm. This guy's playing, isn't he? You know, you, you get the feeling, you get the feeling that he is. And um and I'm I'm just really curious how that's gonna go or, or how that's gonna shake out. Um, but keep in mind again, you know, that, that Mike McDaniel revealed that this has been in the works for a number of weeks and that, uh, it, it was, you know, predates the, uh, Teron Armstead injury. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, you know, this is, this is, this is something that, that I wouldn't be surprised if he already had the, if he's already had the playbook and already been boning up on, on things for weeks, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And, and therefore we think that he's new and, and that he's only going to, you know, he's not going to be able to play because he doesn't know anything, but uh, you know, one, there's, there's that possibility that he's had the playbook for like a month now. Uh, and two, there is uh there's also they acquired Bradley Chubb and they played him one on seventy some seventy percent of the downs uh within days of of his ha- arriving in Miami. Yeah, and, and they revealed that they, they basically had uh he had an assistant in the huddle <laughs> the entire game that was telling him what to do on every single down. So right. you know, it's it, it it they could actually do something similar to that. They could have Robert Hunt tell Eric Fisher, like, all right, uh you got to go hit that guy over here. But where would you cross blocking? Where would you play him? Would you play him at right tackle? I mean, we we believe that Teron Armstead's going to play, right? Yes. Um, where would you play him? Would you play him at right tackle in place of Brandon Shell? Uh, you know, to, to go up against Khalil Mack right away. Um, or would you place him? I mean, do you do you think he could move inside from left tackle to left guard? Uh, and replace Robert Jones, who you know kind of got off got off to a decent start in, a, in replacing Liam Eikenberg. But now, now I see now I see people on Twitter like asking the question like, "Hey, when is Liam Eikenberg coming back?" Which is uh, which is pretty indicative because <laughs> he was yeah. he was not good when he got injured. Yeah, when I um, saw the news, when I saw the news that hey, Liam Eikenberg is back at practice, my first thought was, "Oh, I remember him," and my second thought was. Hey, maybe he can help. Yeah, I, it's it's actually pretty funny because, I mean, I've seen this from actually many people on Twitter. Like, oh, when is when is Eichenberg, is Eichenberg coming back? Is he going to play? Like, what's you know, like so much interest in Liam Eichenberg, who was so clearly our worst offensive lineman for all of the time that he played. Um, but <laughs> you know, yeah. you know that's that's the situation that we're in. But I, I I am just curious because I, you know, this is as as I said, this is before the Toronto Armstead thing. Mm-hmm. They were working on this, so they had something in mind. Absolutely. And uh, and and I don't know, I don't know what it was. I don't was it was a right tackle. I mean, that he hadn't played there since he was basically. 
I mean, he played four games, I think, in 2015, but, you know, basically his rookie year was all at right tackle. Um, yeah, I, gonna, I think it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting to find out. Yeah, I'm, I think we're looking at this uh, really. Uh, we looked at Eric Fisher when he was signed. We looked at it a little bit. I think we we, we were wrong to look at it as just a band aid for for the you know for the bench behind our tackles. I, I think it, it, they might have something in mind as far as down the road because, uh, like I said on OnlyFans, he you know when he was last healthy, he was a Pro Bowler and a near All Pro. He got All Pro votes. And he just got injured in the AFC Championship game towards Achilles. The following year, he's negotiating a big fat contract with the with the the Chiefs. They have an impasse. He signs with the Colts, and you know, months removed from an Achilles tear, he has a bad season. That's completely yeah. understandable. It's now a year since the Achilles, and he ha- and he played some some in in the meantime where he didn't play all that well. He gave up seven sacks last season. In 15 games for the for yeah the games. yeah he, he was, was not he good was not, he was not good he had a challenge he had a challenging year I reviewed him you know because of the free agency availability um, you know he's not an old man he's turning 32 in January uh, 32 for a tackle is fine these guys usually play until like 34 35 36 at at a high level uh, in fact Jason Peters is actually playing really really well at 41 years old which is insane <laughs> okay. yeah right that's true <laughs> you know. Uh, but they're also doing something similar and something strange in Dallas, which is they have Jason Peters play the first quarter. They have the rookie uh, Ty Smith play the second quarter, and then they they switch him up in the second half. And then Jason Peters plays the fourth quarter. Although Tyron uh, Smith is coming back, uh, it's weird that they have a rookie named Ty Smith and they have yeah. a veteran called Tyron Smith, and they both play the same position. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's interesting. Maybe that's something that they're thinking about too. Yeah, you could you could preserve. Teron Armstead that way by by sitting him, you know, and then playing Eric Fisher a little bit. Maybe that's what they have in mind. Well, you know, it it could also be that um, that they've they've had their eye on this. Uh, this uh, we know that in this system, this uh, coaching staff respects the veteran veteran players. Um, he certainly is a veteran player that has seen many things, um, and has seen some things that we do because he was in Kansas City. Um, so. I, I think that uh, they respect their veteran players, and uh, and so you have to admit of the possibility that actually they were thinking about this, you know, as far back as the off season, as you know, when we were all wondering what is your answer for right tackle, what is your answer at right tackle, um, and they were like, you know, hey, we're gonna we're gonna roll with Austin Jackson. They might have they might have had this in mind, just like keeping an eye on Eric Fisher's uh, health situation, because this this kind of smells like a situation where he was continuing to rehab or continuing to to try and, and get healthy, get strength back, um, you know, and then was finally uh, f- finally appears to be ready. You know, like mm-hmm. this, this smells like a situation where the player is finally ready uh, to join the roster. And, um, and so I wonder, you know, I wonder if this was always, always sort of a thing that was circulating, uh, as, as something they might do when he's finally ready later in the season. All right. We're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to briefly talk about this game as especially on the defensive side of the ball versus Justin Herbert. And we're going to have our predictions, but first these words, I'm pretty sure you've heard about only right? Well, 
guess what? You're going to hear about it again, okay? It's $3 a month. $3 a month. It's less than a cup of coffee. Join OnlyFins. Go to patreon.com slash OnlyFins. O-N-L-Y, Fins. OnlyFins. $3 a month. You get a chat. You get to hear or see what we say on a daily basis. Chris, Simon, Alf. See what they say. News. Breaking news. Video. Draft info. Year-round. We get we have giveaways after every single win during the season. And of course, that great chat with over a thousand members. Join today. Three dollars a month. Do it. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to, no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code staple two zero. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, and we're back. All right. Uh, we haven't even mentioned it all show, but we're going to mention it here on the way out. It's just in Herbert week. <laughs> okay, it's Armageddon, all right? Yeah. That's another reason why uh, the Dolphins have to win this game. All right, is just uh, just for media narratives. Okay, put those away. Justin Herbert is not having a good season. Okay, he has excuses. He has legitimate excuses. He's had injuries to his wide receivers, to his tackles. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been a good run for him this season. Namely, he's employing Austin Eckler way too much. I understand, you know, the, the the what people say, check down merchant or whatever. Sometimes that's all that's available because I have some numbers for you, okay? Uh, and I'll start with Tua. Tua Tungvaluwa has been forced out of the pocket, and this is a pretty cool advanced stat. Forced out of the pocket to scramble six times this season, okay? He's gained 31 yards on those six scrambles, okay? Justin Herbert has been forced to scramble out of the pocket due to pressure 20 times. He has 114 yards on those 20 scrambles. Okay, so he's been under duress. Sometimes there's nothing that you can get downfield, and you just got to face you, – you just got to check it down to Austin Eckler, and he's a really, really good player to employ. So is it as simple as just devote resources to stopping Austin Eckler, and that's going to get you a long way to defeating this offense? Well, you You'd say that, but then then the, the the fact that Mike Williams is playing, um, and you know he and Keenan Allen are both going to be playing together, uh, that would be concerning because um, certain members of our secondary can be can uh, have shown some troubles against uh, bigger players, you know, um, bigger receivers, uh, more physical guys. 
And so, you know, that's, we devote all the resources to stopping Austin Eckler. We could get hit over top. You know, that's, that is, that is a real thing. That is a real uh, threat. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting, uh, interesting, you know, usually we're kind of, uh, more, more looking at how much they're going to blitz, you know, and, and what kind of, what kind of, um, effectiveness I would say, uh, the quarterback has against the blitz. I would say that this is, this is going to be probably a, a, a low blitz game, mm. um, you know, he's only he's only been blitzed. He's been blitzed like, you know, 23 percent of the time this year. Um, teams are teams are not not going hard after him and for good reason. Uh, Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. So um, so I think that uh, this will be another one of those. But, you know, that that may play well, you know, in our hands if uh, if if we're able to get the, the pressure that we think that, that, that we can get, you know. It's not, it's not Rashawn Slater out there. Right. (laughs) Um, so, uh, yeah, that's, it's, it's going to be, I I am, I am worried that if we're, if we're going with this, um, this, this approach where we're not blitzing much, I, I do think that there's going to be more coverage on the back end, you know, and, and to keep, to keep things in front of them. So, you know, yeah, it, it is curious how they're going to handle Austin Eckler, but I still think that the primary issue is going to be keeping everything in front of them. I mean, let's keep in mind they're losing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's 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 sort of a check down Charlie, and uh, and and they're losing <laughs> that way. Um, so the Dolphins are going to want to you know create the conditions that they've they've been losing games. Yeah, and if you dig a little bit deeper as far as uh, Justin Herbert and you try to see what kind of quarterback he's been this year, he's only had 19 RPOs, okay? And they've gained 98 yards on those 19 RPOs. Yeah. All right? 114 pass attempts out of play action, which is, you know, it's it's not low, but it's below league average, okay? they've He's gained 857 yards on those. Um, those numbers are nowhere near what, what Tua has been doing this year. Tua has has employed both much more. They're a little bit too classical for what their their ta- their tackles can you know can can do. He's just been under a, an immense amount of pressure, and it's just it's kind of going to be up to our our pass rush to get there. And if it gets there and it starts beating up his clock, then Austin Eckler is going to get another one of those eight reception games. It's going to be he's going to be extremely active on that end. Um, on the way out here, before we do our predictions, you know, the defense has not been good on the road this week. Against the 49ers, did that keep your opinion of them, or is, is your opinion of them Im- improving a bit on the road? Honestly, it is improving. Yeah, the thing about um, Austin Eckler they were, is that they uh, were improving. You know, he gets they a lot of action in the passing game and their losses, but, um, you know, just as much as their wins. So, so it's not, pretty, you know... And, and that in their losses, he does a lot you, less uh, on the ground. Be able to victimize him but some more. That's but actually that's they did conspicuous. Look I mean, they did not look. They correlation is not like necessarily causation there. Necessarily um, that their losses you generally that, that we had seen less rush attempts and or on the road and so right. on and so forth previously. Um, um, but so there uh, is so. Yeah, I don't know about it being all about Austin Eckler when you know it just, just seems to me keep against Justin Herbert. You're going to want to keep everybody back, keep everything in front of you. Make him execute over and over again. Make him um, 
take chances. Uh, and, and, you know, and then you get to the fourth quarter. And frankly, he's not been a great fourth quarter quarterback uh, in his career. And uh, and whereas, you know, we have a guy in the fourth quarter who's one who's you know, statistically um, in terms of efficiency and all the all any manner of measure that you can come up with uh, is one of the best quarterbacks, uh, you know, of the last three decades in, in the fourth quarter. So um, you get to that fourth quarter and it's sort, of, sort of like the juxtaposition is interesting. Like, let's say that the Chargers are in the lead heading into the fourth quarter. You have, you know, uh, one guy who's, who's kind of questionable in the fourth quarter um, versus another guy who's, you know, extremely good in the fourth quarter. Um, and you'll see, you'll see how that plays out. I think that, uh, you know, some, some quarterbacks get better in the fourth quarter because they start to figure out the defense by the time they've had that many looks at it. Other guys, you wonder if they're not as good in the fourth quarter because the opposite is true. The defense is starting to get a beat on them. Mm. And, um, and so you, you kind of wonder if we get that Xavier Howard interception in the fourth quarter, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it'll so, be a second against Justin Herbert because he got yeah, one last time that he exactly faced or or Javon Holland. You know, uh, yeah. it, that's those those are the players those are the players to watch out. Watch, you know, in in that second half and particularly in that fourth quarter, um, they start to get a beat beat on something. They'll take a chance. They'll go for it. You know, and um, and that'll be that'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, and you know it's. I know that we're, we're, you know, we're doing analysis here. So, you know, it's, it's not a good thing when we start saying, yeah, you know, sometimes it's absolute luck. There's that play. And I looked at it like three times that play to George Kittle, uh, that conversion on third and 10 where, uh, you know, Jalen Phillips comes in on a free rush. Uh, they show six and they drop Raekwon Davis right into the throwing lane where uh, Brock Purdy throws to George Kittle. Raekwon Davis doesn't get Raekwon Davis is by like six, seven. Okay. He doesn't get deep enough. If he gets deep enough, the ball actually just goes off of his fingertips. If he gets mm-hmm. deep enough, he might tip that up and it's an interception and the Dolphins might win the game. So it's it's sometimes it's simple details just like that that can win or lose you a game. Against Herbert, it's going to be as simple as just getting – your wide rushers have to get there. Got to move him off of his spot. Uh if you allow him to get to the bottom of his drop and throw off of his back foot, he's a problem because he can reach every part of the field. And if you're not on your P's and Q's as far as coverage, he can hurt you. And yeah, it's true. What you say about the fourth quarter, you know, he has, he has 32 interceptions in his career and 15 of them are in the fourth quarter. And I did a deeper dive into those 15 and they tend to almost always be consequential. All of them. Including, uh, well, out of the four that he's thrown, the four pick sixes, three of them have directly lost them the game because they've lost by one score. So, mm-hmm. you know, you throw a pick six, and, and yeah, I understand, okay, a guy falls down. Like, the, the game against Kansas City earlier this year was was incredible because Herbert wasn't playing particularly well, but he was kind of on a hot streak in the second half, and he was getting over on the Chiefs, and sure enough, they're driving, and he throws a pick, a 98-yard pick six, and they lose the game by a touchdown. <laughs> so, you know? So, well, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a really good he's a really gr- good quarterback though. I mean, and so absolutely. we we might get into a situation where we don't they don't even need to do a lot in the fourth quarter, you know. So um so that's that's the the concern. 
but um, you know, this is this is the kickoff of a nice uh, a nice rivalry. I don't think it was much of a rivalry before this between these two quarterbacks. Um, it, you know, for us Dolphins fans, it was always a a sore spot just because I think Justin Herbert was used so um, so freely and egregiously to bludgeon to a Tagovailoa um, by the media, and and I think that that. You know, in in response to that, in response to that, the um, the the Dolphins fans have been, you know, trying to to, you know, crap all over Justin Herbert in order to in order to to speak well to a tongue of Aloha. But I think I think it was because I think that's in the response to the fact that, you know, Justin Herbert was used by local media as well as national media to bludgeon to a tongue of Aloha. Uh, and that is that is a fact. These are facts. Uh, and so so this is but now this year with the way that two is playing and he's been playing, um, it's kicking off a real rivalry between the two, you know, a genuine one. Mm-hmm. And before that wasn't necessarily happening. Uh, now it is. And uh, and it's going to be, you know, who, who who doesn't want another, you know, Dan Marino versus John Elway or somebody something like that, you know? From the yeah, same oddly draft. enough, Marino, Marino Elway. I think they only played like three times, and oh, they yeah, played, yeah. yeah, and they only played, and they played each other like uh, twice, like kind of out of their primes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, but it was still, it was still just a, a, a constant narrative between the two. You know, yeah, the, but this the, is gonna be this is gonna be a, a rivalry for for a while, and yeah, and they could be playing each other a lot. And they might not, they might not play each other that often. Who knows? But <laughs> I, I don't know. They, they might play each other a lot because remember, you had to play your counterpart on all the other divisions. So if the Dolphins finish second to to the the Bills this year, and the Chargers finish second to the char- yeah. to the the Chiefs, which is very very likely right now, yeah, they'll play each other next year. Fair point. You know that's what I mean? Yeah. So they'll play again next year, and next year we'll be here in Miami. So that's that's all kinds of interesting. Um. Yeah. The the rivalry. I think. It, you know, it's it's always going to be it's going to be talked about. Like right now, I would say there's a debate now. Okay, um, yeah. If you listen to some of the, if you listen to some of the talking heads, uh, you know, and we know who they are, they say, oh, you know, if you, if you poll 32 GMs, 32 GMs will tell you they'll still take Herbert no matter what. You know, and and you know, people like the you know the guy's six six, he could throw it through a brick wall, and he's had yeah, good numbers. You know. Although you can dive into those numbers as well, but you can't dive into that that rookie season. That rookie season was was magical. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had a monster rookie season. Rookie. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so I, I think, but I think that's it's not inaccurate, right? Yeah. Now you talk to you talk to personnel people right now. It's it's still you know they're all they're all kind of almost unanimously um, take Justin Herbert over to a tongue of Aloha, but you know I don't think you can take that. I don't think you can take that as the end all be all because I mean Tua Tua only just started playing this way pretty much after he got, you know, pretty much post injury this year, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and so, you know, I that's too new. This happens all the time in college football too. Like and and happens all the time with draft prospects. Like I'll be I'll be watching a guy play um in the in his last year and it's like you know this guy this guy's amazing this guy's going to be a top five pick this guy you know whatever but he was nowhere prior to it you know he just wasn't on the scene and so it takes everybody 
takes everybody months and months and months to really catch up to it. And, uh, and, and so it, it's a process and, um, and that's, you know, that happens here. That happens here. This is, this is by the end of the year to Tungavailoa finishes the year, hopefully healthy, hopefully playing, still playing really well. Hopefully a playoff appearance, maybe a playoff win. God, God help us. Um, give it then, then you're going to have a whole off season of like, you know, what, six months, right. For that to really lay in, you know, to settle in. And that's, that's talk to me then talk to me maybe July of next year about whether, uh, you know, which personnel guys are going to take which guy, you know, that's, that's, that's when the appropriate time to ask the question is in my opinion. Yeah. And especially in today's NFL where, you know, we just saw Baker Mayfield with heroics, uh, you know, last night, but you know, let's face it. Everybody had thrown him in, thrown him in the trash this season and, and said, yeah, okay, he's a bust. Like, yep. And he was the rookie of the year, people. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's in his fourth year. He's had two pretty good seasons. You know, the Cleveland Browns is a moribund disaster franchise for a thousand years. They won a playoff game with him, okay, on the road against their arch rival, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And what do they do? They can him. They can him a year later in favor of Deshaun Watson. Yeah. So that. That tells you all you need to know. It's it's not even a what have you done for me lately. It's what have you done for me in the last, you know, few minutes. And then he goes to, you know, he goes to Carolina where where things are are really, you know, this is not a good year for Carolina. This is not a good yeah. a well run a well run team at the moment. So, you know, yeah. But but he's he's a good he's a good example the other way too because he was he was a guy that you know, well, Baker Mayfield is you know he's arrived. He's he's a, he's a hit. We don't yeah. know if he's great, great, but you know he's a he's a hit, right? Yeah, like he's and, yeah he's a top ten quarterback guaranteed for the next you know twelve. Yeah, years. like you know we don't know if he's he's great, but you know like he's making good on his on his status, like he's playing with. And then and then he went from that to just absolute trash, right? <laughs> yes. And and nobody wants him. You know, and uh, and and then you know we don't know if last night actually kicks off anything for him or not, but um, that's that's the ups and downs, and that's why that's why those everybody who is you know just insisting on bringing up the Justin Herbert versus Tua Tagovailoa thing, mostly in an effort to you know cast doubt on Tua Tagovailoa, um, is you know the, for those of us who are, who are just not trying not to feed into that it's because hey careers are long man <laughs> yeah careers are careers are a long time and and this and this you know i i, I think I, I dave hyde did this and I, I think i love dave hyde i love dave but he he had this column that was like well it's already in the dolphins made a mistake not not <laughs> drafting justin herbert instead of to a time of Aloha. and like, he doubled down on it uh, with a sly wins is not a quarterback stat. Well, yeah, he did. Call he did something like that recently, but but this was this was prior to this year, right? This was yeah. this was, this is it's already over, and yeah. not because he's predicting what Tua Tagovailoa is going to be. He it's already over because the first two years of these their career, Justin Herbert's been great. Tua Tagovailoa has been you know eh, to you know pretty good, and uh, and that's it. You know, that's all you need because the the rookie contract is only four years, you know, and so on and so forth. He went through this um this thing. 
And I, I, you know, I brought up to him, I'm like, listen, I think I brought up to him like a dozen situations where we're two years in one quarterback was looking good. Another quarterback was looking not so good. And then somewhere down the road, we revisit and, and it looks, it looks ridiculous that one of that, that one of them would be considered better than the other at any point in time, but they were, you know, and, um, and so careers are long, dude, do you know, careful what you say, you are going to get cold taped, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that, that's something I keep that, that has my interest about this particular rivalry between the two. Um, but by all means, I mean, that, that class is going to show that class is going to be a great class. I think, um, yeah. cause think about it, you right, right away, you get Joe, Joe Burrow and Tua Tungvaloa and Justin Herbert. And then down the, down a little bit in second round, Jalen hurts. All of them have made runs at the MVP award already, you know, and their first, uh, their first three years as pros. So that's going to be an, a really good class. And we still don't even know anything about Jordan love practically. So, um, yeah, that's, it's going to be, it's going to be great to talk about, you know, for years. Absolutely. All right. It's time to, to make some predictions. Um, by the way, Josh Freeman, it just, you know, it just, when you talked about a guy that looked great, uh, Josh Freeman was in the cover of the Tampa Bay times posing like Michael Jackson with the, <laughs> after that one great year he had in his second season. He was the, absolutely with, one of my one of my examples that I brought up today. Yeah, with the caption "Thriller." <laughs> yep, one hundred percent. Okay, after having that monster year where he had like a ninety-eight quarterback rating. In fact, I'm looking at ninety-eight quarterback rating, twenty-five touchdowns, seven picks. The team went ten and six. The following year, sixteen touchdowns, twenty-two picks, and he was god awful. A year later, he's bouncing around the league. <laughs> well, and, and at that time. Um, if I'm, I'm trying to remember, and I think that at that time he was outperforming Matt Stafford. Yes. Right. Yes. And, and it was, you know, it was a situation where it was like, you know, you could have, you could have said at that time, you know, well, we already know that we already know that the lions should have drafted Josh Freeman instead of Matt Stafford, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, uh, yes. like, like the returns are, in, you know, and, yeah. um, yeah, it's and over. So, the lions careful. made a mistake. Careful. It happens all the time. Jared Goff is having a monster season this year. That team is a top five offense in Detroit. And the Rams cast them aside. They won a Super Bowl. So they always, you know, they get the they get the the argue, you know, the argument ender, which is hey, look, look at my look at my shiny Lombardi. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I may have made a mistake, you know. I guess I'll ask you and you you could just say yes or no. Do they win the Super Bowl last year with Jared Goff or not? The Rams. I honestly don't know the answer to that question. I don't. I don't think so. Just because you know, Super Bowls are so. I mean, it's butterfly effect when it comes to winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um. But uh. But I think I. I think it's a good example in as much as look at the topsy turvy nature of Jared Goff's career versus Carson Wentz's career. Mm-hmm. You know, talk about a horse race. You know, mm-hmm. like a horse race with with both of them trying their best to lose <laughs> at different points and then both of them also performing really well at other points yes you know what i mean like like who again careful careful about your early statements on these guys 
Careers yeah. are long. All right, let's let's pick this game. I'll go first. I think Herbert's going to pull off the the Herbert double, which means he's going to throw uh, a fourth quarter touchdown and a fourth quarter interception. The Dolphins will be in holding on mode. They'll have something like a thirty-one to seventeen lead early in the fourth quarter. Herbert will make it interesting late, and the final score will be thirty-one twenty-four Miami. I think Tua has a monster game in this game, and I would I would look for Mostert to finally break one in this one. What say you? Yeah, I think that this 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 game is actually going to threaten to me, in my opinion. This game is going to threaten to pattern a little bit more like the Browns game, uh, it, which was at home. But this one's going to be on the road. And I think that, yeah, it, I think it, it, we are looking at a 30 to 17 win for the Dolphins, something along those lines. Um, I, I think, yeah, it, the running game is going to is going to do well in this one. They're going to they're going to actually um, have the appearance of balance Tua tends to bounce back when he when he has a when he has a stinker, um, you know, so I think that, uh, that I'll look for a, just a total team bounce back because I know that they feel like that San Francisco game should have been theirs and that it slipped away. They, they've got to be going so crazy right now, like just absolutely nuts. Yeah, Sam um, Madison, to have a coach, Sam Madison, just say, yeah, they hit us with a couple of phantom calls and, and you could see the disdain on his face. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, that, that, and by the that, way, they didn't hit you with a couple of final calls. They hit you with one really bad one, which led to a touchdown on that first drive for for Purdy. Kohu uh, did not interfere with Ayuk. Okay. Yeah, and the other one was and, was legitimate. The other one, and you could X say you could say you could say too because the the Chargers lost the Raiders last week. You know, well, well, you know, they're they're going nuts too. They're looking for a bounce back and all that. Well, yeah, but they've lost three of the last four games. Um, so I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly how and and they you know they squeaked by the the cardinals in the, in that single win so i don't know if this there you could say i'm going to bounce back when you are when you are for the last month you've just you've generally been kind of a loser you know mm-hmm. um for the whole month you know so um so i don't think that's a bounce back but i do think miami is going to be driving themselves absolutely up a wall yeah yeah and and i love that that you know i love when they have that that this position after a game, you know, the team looked kind of angry, kind of focused and, yeah. and the chargers, let's face it. Like, you know, they're in, in the mode of trying to gather up as much money as they can to hand it to Sean Payton at the end of the season to yeah. see if he can quote unquote fix their quarterback. So make them, you know, make them worry about those plans a little earlier and send the, the chargers home is what I say. All right, that's it. There is no more. The next time we talk to you, we'll we'll talk about this game, and then you know what it is. you know what next week is, right? It's Armageddon. Maybe we do more than than two shows next week. Maybe we do a show a day. How's that? <laughs> we'll you, you trying to get you trying to get a show a day out of uh, out of Simon Simon and I? Then like we're we're we'll probably end up like uh, like mutinying on you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that'd um, be a pretty decent money grab, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but well, all right. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider.
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.